the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Biden administration creates the Disinformation Governance Board. A just recently constituted uh, misinformation, disinformation governance board. The president considers making a move on student loan forgiveness. There are going to, there will be additional debt forgiveness. A new study shows your dog's breed does not determine their personality. We found out that behavior in dogs is very complicated. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Friday, April 29th. I'm Mike Scott. Russia attacked targets from what seemed to be one end of Ukraine to the other on Thursday, including Kyiv, bombarding the city while the head of the U.N. was visiting in the boldest attack in weeks. The fresh attacks came as U.N. Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez surveyed the destruction in small towns just outside the capital that saw some of the worst horrors of the first onslaught of the war. Spokesperson has said Gutierrez and his team are safe. Russian President Vladimir Putin also seemed to once again threaten nuclear retaliation for what he called strategic threats to Russia. And warned of a lightning-fast response, which many experts seem to see as an allusion to Russia's arsenal of intercontinental ballistic missiles and nuclear weapons. Meantime, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says that Finland and Sweden would be embraced with open arms should they decide to join the 30-nation military organization and could become members quite quickly. Stoltenberg's remarks Thursday came as public support in Finland and Sweden for NATO membership mounts in response to Russia's war on Ukraine. Media speculation in the two countries suggests the two may apply by mid-May. Stoltenberg says if Finland and Sweden apply for membership to NATO, a decision will not take long. We are in dialogue with Finland and Sweden. And uh, it's their decision. But if they decide to apply, uh, Finland and Sweden will be warmly welcomed and expect the process to go uh, quickly. On Capitol Hill, President Biden asked Congress for an additional $33 billion to help Ukraine fend off the Russian invasion, while the House gave final passage Thursday to legislation that would streamline a World War II-era military lend-lease program to more quickly provide Ukraine and other Eastern European countries with American equipment to fight the Russian invasion. Republican Representative Victoria Sparts of Indiana says the U.S. must continue to support Ukraine. So I think it's very important for us to make sure that we support Ukrainian people 
in this war and fight for freedom, to bring stability in international order back, to fight and defend this fight for freedom and defend Europe and all of us from further escalation of this conflict. Former U.S. Senator Jim Talent joined the Hugh Hewitt Show to discuss the latest nuclear threat from the Russian president. Talon says that while he believes the threat is Putin's way of scaring Western countries, there's still a chance he could use them. Uh, my guess is that he greatly fears, and I think he's correct in this, that he's going to lose unless he can break the will of uh, the Western democracies to continue supplying Ukraine. And this is his way of doing it. There is, however, a non-zero possibility that he's going to use tactical nuclear weapons. This is why you want to deter kinetic conflict. And as you and I have discussed, you can't deter, deter kinetic conflict with economic tools, particularly when you're economically dependent on the aggressor, right? So maybe we really should have maintained a strong force posture in Eastern Europe. Talent goes on to say that the way to deter Putin from using nuclear weapons is to take an even tougher Stance. Have to prepare to escalate in the conventional dom- domain and impose costs and consequences on him uh, that will make him regret a decision like that. And then I would just say publicly that. I mean, I would not get into specifics at all, but I would just say, look, if he does that, he's going to suffer costs and consequences, and we're going to teach him a lesson. I would also strongly, if we have any solid intel that he's really considering it, I'd pass it along to the Chinese back channel because I don't think they want him to do that. And I think they still have some influence with him. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas testified that the Department of Homeland Security is creating a disinformation governance board to combat misinformation ahead of the 2022 midterm elections. Leading a just recently constituted uh, misinformation, disinformation governance board. So we're bringing, uh, the goal is to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat. I just read a very interesting study that underscores the importance uh, of the the point that you make, uh, the, the spread of mis and disinformation in minority communities specifically, and we are focused on that. Mayorkas appeared before the House Appropriations Subcommittee Wednesday discussing the fiscal 2023 budget for the Department of Homeland Security and was questioned by Illinois Congresswoman Lauren Underhill, who cited reports on how minority communities are being targeted in misinformation campaigns. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki punted that question when asked about it at a press briefing. I really haven't dug into this exactly. I mean, we, of course, support this effort, but let me see if I can get more specifics. We know that there has been a range of disinfo out there about a range of topics, I mean, including COVID, for example, and also elections and eligibility, but I will I will check and see if there's more specifics. Former Congressman Jason Chaffetz joined Fox News and says he's seen a move like this before during the Obama administration. Uh, I don't think they have the authority, but they're going to try. Um, Secretary Mayorkas, he, I mean, he looked like he was live from Beijing telling mm-hmm. us, you know, how everybody is, what they can say, how they can say it. This is allowable. This is not allowable. They tried this before, mm-hmm. it, about 10 years or so ago. It was called SOPA, Stop Online uh, Piracy Act. There were mm-hmm. Republicans and Democrats. They tried to give Homeland Security unilateral authority to take down websites. So this is a playbook 
that they went to under the Obama administration. Fox News Democratic contributor Jessica Tarlov says some aspects of a disinformation governance board may actually appeal to conservatives. They said that the point of this is to target misinformation about Russia and also uh, the border, which I think is interesting and something that should appeal to conservatives. And one of the examples that they threw out was that um, across Facebook and WhatsApp in Haiti, they had misconstrued what President Biden had been saying about immigration policy, essentially saying that he was going to welcome everybody. And 14,000 Haitians showed up at a border town and were trying to get into the United States of America. Now, what the government is saying, or DHS is saying now, that they want to be able to tap into problems like that and to stop it before another 14,000 people show up and say, hey, we heard there was an open border here. We'd like to get in. The U.S. government on Thursday released its long-awaited plan to ban menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars, citing the toll on black smokers and young people. Daybreak Insider's Mike Hempen has details on that story. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf says the proposal would reduce disease and deaths by helping current smokers quit and preventing younger people from starting. He previewed the agency's announcement in congressional testimony. Menthol accounts for more than a third of U.S. cigarette sales. The mint flavor is very popular among black smokers and young people. The FDA has attempted several times to get rid of menthol, but has always faced pushback from big tobacco, members of Congress, and competing political interests. Mike Hempen, Washington. 16 states want the U.S. Postal Service to electrify its mail delivery vehicles and are suing to halt the purchase of thousands of gas-powered trucks as the agency modernizes its delivery fleet. Three separate lawsuits are filed by states and environmental groups. They did that on Thursday in New York and California, asking judges to order a more thorough environmental review before the Postal Service moves forward with the next-generation delivery vehicle program. Carl Tobias, University of Richmond Law School professor, says the plaintiffs allege the Postal Service violated the National Environmental Policy Act and its requirements. They're hoping to persuade the judges who hear the cases that USPS just had it wrong and needs to go back and have a proper decision-making process, which the plaintiffs believe should result in much lower percentage of gas-powered vehicles. Tobias says states and environmental groups are challenging how the Postal Service decided to acquire so many gas-powered vehicles. They said that the decision to use so few electric vehicles in the new fleet of trucks didn't take sufficient account of the environmental consequences of the decision that was made. In a speech Thursday at the Brookings Institution, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the global pandemic and Russia's invasion of Ukraine highlight the possibility of big economic shocks in the future. Yellen spoke about the need to build in recession remedies and drew on the lessons that policymakers learned from the Great Recession. Yellen says lessons learned during the mortgage crisis of 2008 inform fiscal policies that have helped the U.S. toward a pandemic recovery. Even though Delta and Omicron, and now a global supply shock due to Putin's unprovoked actions in Ukraine, 
The rescue plan has allowed our economy to face unknown risks from a position of strength. Yellen went on to comment that recent events highlight the need for policies that bolster economic resilience. Most recently, the global pandemic and now Russia's invasion of Ukraine underscored the likelihood of large economic shocks and disruptions that must be addressed. Downturns are likely to continue to challenge the economy. And the Treasury Secretary said it's important to research the lessons learned from past economic downturns. Improved understanding of breaks in supply chains, increases in commodity prices, bursting of asset bubbles, and labor and productivity shocks can help policymakers implement reforms that bolster our economic resilience. Caterpillar's first quarter sales climbed with demand for construction equipment surging in the face of supply chain challenges that continue to plague businesses from car and phone makers to grocery stores. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House has more details. Sales rose 14% to $13.59 billion, topping the $13.5 billion that analysts surveyed by Zach's investment research were looking for. Higher prices also fueled revenue numbers. Construction industry sales increased 12%. They were propelled by increased prices, changes in dealer inventories, and higher end-user demand for aftermarket parts. President Joe Biden said Thursday he's taking a look at canceling additional federal student loan debt and will reach a decision within a month. Biden says he's considering some level of student loan forgiveness, but isn't saying how much. I'm in the process of taking a hard look at whether or not there are going to, there will be additional debt forgiveness, and uh, I'll have an answer on that in the next couple of weeks. How high are you looking Thank on? you. Kristen Brody of the Brookings Institution argued that student loan forgiveness may help some families with developing generational wealth. You have less money to pass along to your own children, which means they're more likely to need to take out student loans if and when they get ready to go to college. So forgiving student loans could help mitigate some of that cycle. However, Fox Business's Charles Payne thinks the idea of student loan forgiveness is, in his opinion, ridiculous. Let's go through this in three ways. First and foremost, why would anybody in this country want to forgive student loan debt? 71% of folks with professional degrees have student loan debt. You know how much they make over a lifetime in earnings? 3.6 million. Doctoral, 3.3 million. Master's degrees, 2.7 million. If you have less than a high school degree, you make about 900,000 a year throughout your lifetime if you're lucky. Why the hell would someone who got dropped out of high school, only has a high school degree, pay the loan of someone who's going to make $3.6 million in their lifetime. So right then and there, it's nonsensical, it's unfair, and it's stupid. Payne argued, in fact, student loan forgiveness would be an economic disaster. The whole thing is a sham. It must, it must stop. But here's the reason why. Have you ever asked yourself, why hasn't it stopped? If it's so easy for progressives and Biden, why haven't they signed off on this yet? Why? Try that the federal government... Biden is making $23 billion a year off the interest. So it's a pretty big economic decision. Okay, you want to forgive $1.5 trillion? You just want to make it go up in smoke? Okay, and then on top of that, $23, $25 billion a year in interest? Listen, it's an economic disaster. It's a farce. 
blue and white dress that Judy Garland wore as Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz is up for sale. Daybreak Insider's Keith Peters joins us now with more details. It was assumed lost for decades at Catholic University of America, but was found last year in a shoebox. It's going to be part of Bonham's classic Hollywood film and television auction May 24th in Los Angeles. It's now on display at the auction house's New York location and has a pre-sale estimate of $800,000 to $1.2 million. There was more than one made for Garland while filming. Only two are with the blouse she wore underneath. That includes the one found at Catholic University. Keith Peters reporting. And finally, many of the popular stereotypes about the behavior of golden retrievers, poodles or schnauzers, for example, are not supported by science, according to a new study. New research from a study called Darwin's Ark confirms that what dog lovers know, every pup is an individual. Eleanor Carlson is the director of the Vertebrate Genomics Group and explains what Darwin's Ark is. Darwin's Ark is our community science project where we reach out directly to dog owners and ask them to participate in our research. Carlson says that some aspects of a dog's personality may differ from breed to breed. We found out that behavior in dogs is very complicated, which is not surprising. Behavior in everything is very complicated. So we had these behavioral factors that we scored each dog on, and each factor is actually a bunch of different survey questions that are all asking sort of the same thing. What we saw out of these eight factors is that there were a few of them, like whether your dog was interested in playing with toys and how trainable your dog was. Some of the breeds seemed to be more different from other dogs on those particular traits. And then there were others that seemed to have much less of a signal off of them. However, Carlson goes on to say that in scenarios where it's measured, How a dog reacts to new things depends more on their environment than their breed. And one of the ones that didn't really seem to differ between breeds much at all, the one that actually scored the lowest out of those eight factors, was one that we'd called agonistic threshold. And that's the kind of set of questions that's all related to to how your dog reacts to something it's surprising or unexpected in their environment, including whether they kind of react aggressively to it or not. There doesn't really seem to be much there. It seems like that's got a pretty large environmental component to it. David Grimm, the online news editor for Science Magazine, says the study actually revealed other new findings about dogs. One of the really cool things that the researchers also found was they found at least 11 new spots in dog DNA that are tied to behavior. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.